There's something that I just realized. Maybe there's a reason why we get old Mm -hmm. and gray, because when you're younger, it's all about black and white. Mm -hmm. As you get older, it's more about the gray areas. So somebody (laughs) who's going a little bit gray may have things figured out a little bit more Mm -hmm. than somebody who's digging their heels in and saying, nope, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I believe what I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Look at you. Hmm? You're like a Yoda. Like I said, five (laughs) seconds before this. No f***ing idea what the topic was. <laughs> Coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. I just found out what we're talking about literally five seconds ago. Let's He's see if killing me, people. I can't screw this up. I actually sent her this article like a week ago and yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about it. She is Courtney Kelly, a mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime patient and somebody who clearly does not have his life together. <laughs> Episode 108, and what we're going to talk about now is, Courtney, having a mindset where maybe you make yourself feel like you're younger than Mm -hmm. you actually are. You're trying to trick yourself into better (laughs) mental health. Yes, but I don't know if it's so much of a trick as really just trying to tap into ways to feel younger. They're saying now, there's new studies, that it's not so important your actual chronological age, but how you feel. So I thought it would be important to talk about some of the ways that you can cultivate some of this feeling younger, that type of thing. One of the studies was talking about having a longer, healthier life by having a youthful mindset that actually helps to ward off disability and disease for older adults, which middle-aged to older, (laughs) we're getting in that category, but it doesn't hurt to start young. And also there's another study that was talking about how this can help with your mental health because it also protects against negative consequences of stress. And as we know, stress, oh, stress kills. What about somebody like me? Physically, I'm 52 years old, but I feel like a not so spry (laughs) (laughs) 79-year-old. Am I going to make it through this podcast? I think is my question for you. You are, because you're going to have a little more cognitive flexibility, Brian. We're going to talk about imagination. Oh, Willa. (laughs) You're going to fight me on it, tooth and nail. I already know this, but it'll be entertaining for the audience. (laughs) Thank God I feel like I'm 79. I have a feeling you're going to win this bout. Exactly. I know we put a lot of focus on youth, and a lot of times we rebel against that. We're like, oh, come on. It's not all about the young people. But there's a lot to it of acting younger and thinking younger. And I think in the way of opening your mind to possibilities can be really important. That can help in stress, too, because sometimes we get very rigid and inflexible in how we're thinking of things. Maybe we need to look at new possibilities, and that will help us to feel younger. Let's talk about ways to make yourself feel younger. Mm -hmm. Probably be a little bit more active. Right. That would help you in that department. Now, what about things like Botox? If you feel better about yourself (laughs) physically for some people, would that help? for as much as maybe people would be insulted Mm -hmm. to alter their appearance in that way? It's funny. I've talked to people about that, and it's really important to take that non-judgmental stance because sometimes I have certain opinions about things, but I have to say, you know what? Let me hold the space for the client. What's important to them? The most important thing is that you live your values. It's not my values. It's not someone else's values. Coming to counseling, I think the most important thing is figuring out what you want to do, listening to yourself, and being authentic and following your values. So if that's something that's important to you, keeping up your appearance in certain ways, then that could be something to examine. I do what Kramer did on Seinfeld. I take karate with 11-year-olds. I feel (laughs) so young as I'm kicking the living daylights out of those kids. Seriously, I remember one time in my life where I almost forced myself to feel younger. I was coming out of my first marriage. I was in my early 30s. All of my contemporaries 
were mostly in marriages. Yeah. I started hanging out with people in their mid-20s because I kind of felt like I needed to be with them mm-hmm. to get into the clubs. Right. You know yeah. And I felt younger by being around them. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, I dated younger. Uh-huh. And it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> little too enthusiastic there, buddy. <laughs> Pardon me while I take the Cialis. It makes me feel younger. I feel younger. But that was probably a great route for you at that time because mm-hmm. you needed to open up your possibilities. You wanted to see some things you hadn't seen, I guess, in, in a while. quite some time. And you needed to shake it up because you didn't want to get stuck in that mindset of, oh my gosh, my marriage is over and now what's going to happen? Oh, and, that was going on you know, yeah. as well. <laughs> but it's like when you get stuck in it. So that's normal and natural to have the grieving process when you leave one thing and transition to something else. But it's also important to have some distraction and to do some things that are fun. Here's the way I feel young. I'm told I read on a fourth grade level. Oh, (laughs) very good, Mr. Mulder. Thank you very much. Very proud of that. But we think about aging. Think about the things that do age people, like loneliness, Mm -hmm. social isolation. Those are the kind of things that we watch out for with people. And that's why we encourage people. Not everybody's going to need the same levels. One person is going to need like a level 10 of socialization. Somebody else is going to need like a level two. But it's not the highs and the lows. It's really about what connects with you. And so for you, you don't maybe need as much, but you need good quality support sometimes. You have a small circle of friends, but you can really count on them. Here's the problem that I've been having. Courtney, I think I've always felt like I was younger than I actually was Mm -hmm. until the last couple of years. And why would that be? Well, certain things have started breaking down. My eyesight Mm. isn't what it used to be. That makes me feel old. I'll see a wrinkle here and there. I'm having trouble losing weight. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wake up and I'm like, ah, that hurts. And I did nothing to cause it. It's hard to get some of those thoughts out of your mind, and things like that can make you feel very Mm -hmm. old. Another problem that I've had, too, when I was coming up in my various industries, I was the hot whiz kid. But the older that you get, you're working with the hot whiz kids. You're seeing all of the opportunities that they are getting. They are dwindling for you, and suddenly that makes you feel Mm -hmm. older as well. So this is why I said early on, sometimes... You kind of have to trick yourself into feeling like maybe you're younger than you are. Right. I guess in the way that you can look at it and say, okay, it's kind of that fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like believe as if. And that's another thing we use in counseling. What would it feel like if you felt younger? And when you can define what that means for you, sometimes you can start to act as if. So that way you can bring it upon. But the thing is, too, you have to watch what you're telling yourself. So that's why I scold you when you start saying, I'm so old, I'm so old, because you keep telling yourself that you buy into it more and I know a lot of it's for the humor of radio and stuff like that but a lot of times when we tell ourselves certain things we start to believe that story and that narrative it gets harder and harder for us to break free of it here's where I'm going to teach you a mental health lesson oh, well. <laughs> because if you belittle something that's bothering you mm-hmm. you disarm it and you take its power away from you. And that's really what the defense mechanism of humor is for me. That's what it serves as. If I keep making fun of it, it doesn't have that power over me. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of altering my reality and how I look at myself, so I have to tell myself, even though I can't see, I'm not Mr. Magoo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. So you have to look at things from different angles and say, what can I appreciate now getting older? But what can I also appreciate that maybe 
maybe I discarded from my youth or from feeling younger and what can I pick up again? And that's why I say about imagination, having more fun, just doing silly things. Sometimes I think as we get older, we get so focused on the to-do list and having to be serious and get things done and we're such a rush. We weren't like that as kids. As kids, we just messed around and we just saw what was coming up. What do we want to jump into? You just reminded me of one of my life's approaches because many times when you hit a certain age, people will come up to you and say, oh, if you could go back and be any age, what would you be? And my answer always is I would never want to go back because I was a big fat dummy back then. I would (laughs) never trade in my street smarts. I would never Mm -hmm. trade in my wisdom. I would never trade in the life lessons and maturity Mm -hmm. that I have. And I hate to say it, but some of the cynicism that I have, because without that, you leave yourself open to getting hurt. And when I think back to my youth, primarily, I think back to that. Here's the good news for somebody like me. I was always fat. So (laughs) it's like, oh, I look so much better when I was 23. No, I pretty much looked like this. And I'm kind of fortunate in a lot of ways. I have a lot of people who are my age that look their age. Mm -hmm. That's the one area, and I know it can fall apart at any second, just like my (laughs) eyesight. He's like, I don't want to jinx myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to look at reflections of myself. But generally, people, when I tell them how old I am, Mm -hmm. they're surprised by that. And I guess that kind of makes me feel good. Of course, of course. Look at it from different angles and also appreciate where you are. I think that can help us to stay youthful as well. Instead of having all the resentments, Mm kind of let go of some of that and say, okay, this is where I'm at. Let me be grateful. I know when I've heard people say, you're lucky to be at that age. Yeah, you know, I do have to shift that. We all get older. We're not going to be 20 forever. And there's a lot of advantages to getting older, like you said, and having this different mindset and the wisdom and making jokes about it. Absolutely. But also having that appreciation and that gratitude. I think that helps us stay in a younger mindset as well. And I'll tell you what, you'd much rather be Yoda in the Star Wars universe Mm -hmm. than you would a stupid Ewok. (laughs) Am I right, nerds? (laughs) They're like, oh yeah, absolutely. But I think one of the things is watching what you tell yourself. You know that famous quote, which when I looked it up, there's so many different people that they attribute it to, like Frank Jackson and Margaret Thatcher. But Who the hell is Frank Jackson? (laughs) I know. That's the first thing I want to look up. I go, well, where's Frank? Who's that? Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. So I think having more of an awareness of the things that we're thinking and how we're treating ourselves and the words that we're using, that really does have an impact on our approach, on our actions. And that's what we do in therapy, too. We break it down for people. If you think this way and it's causing these stressful situations, these stressful thoughts, thoughts, anxiety, depression, how can you change that around so that you can create better feelings and create actions that help you move forward, more positive actions? I can tell you that quote, not attributed to Yoda, because he would say, habits you must watch. (laughs) But getting back to the whole Yoda thing, he was like 800, 900 years old, Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll all be fortunate enough to live that long someday. But he was the wisest of everyone. He was the Jedi master. He was the one who was teaching young people how to be a Jedi Knight. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I think that speaks to what I was saying about I wouldn't trade in this age for youth Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, that's really what this ride is all about. And sometimes I get frustrated because, Courtney, we say this all the time. The older I get, the more that I realize I don't know anything and I'm probably (laughs) never going to know anything. But in some ways, 
there's a certain freedom in that Mm -hmm. to say I'm learning all the time and to almost welcome that learning process. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Getting set in your ways and being stubborn, that's social media. (laughs) And no thank you on that front. And I think that's what can age us too. Mm -hmm. We don't have the flexibility to say, oh, okay, I can appreciate that comment or somebody looking at things a little bit differently and who's looking at it like this and having some of that fluidity. But it is interesting when you think about it back to when you were a kid, you thought you knew everything at 16. I mean, you were like so convinced you knew everything. But as we get older, we have this fascination or we can cultivate a fascination and we can cultivate some of these youthful habits too. Just because we're getting older, it's never too late. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm a little late on this. Now is better than never. Trying to cultivate some of these good habits so that you can remain more flexible. And you also understand, like you said, we're just kind of like this small thing in the universe. There's a lot of wonder around that like oh wow in awe of all of that just learning and growing and appreciating that process there's something that i just realized maybe there's a reason why we get old Mm -hmm. and gray because when you're younger it's all about black and white Mm -hmm. as you get older it's more about the gray areas so somebody (laughs) who's going a little bit gray may have things figured out a little bit more Mm -hmm. than somebody who's digging their heels in and saying nope i'm not going to listen to anybody i believe what i believe Mm -hmm. And that's that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Look at you. Hmm? You're like a Yoda. Like I said, five (laughs) seconds before this, no f***ing idea what the topic was. Uh, (laughs) Look what just came out of my mouth, huh? Oh, look at you. You can take your notes and cram them. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to mention, though, doing things that make you feel good and when they boost your endorphins, Mm -hmm. that's another way to conquer stress and to get more in that youthful zone and that mindset, like laughing, just hanging out, laughing with friends. How often when we get older, sometimes we lose that. We're like, oh, I'm just too busy. Oh, I don't have time for this. How busy are we with each other? Oh, I'm too busy for that. We need to make time for that. That's really important. Those things make us feel good. Are you saying I should sign up for that laughter yoga? Because that ain't happening. That's so fun, though. (laughs) I saw that. Or do you ever do that exercise where you're laying down and you put your head on somebody's stomach and then somebody else puts their head on your stomach? There's a bunch of people with heads on stomachs, but one person starts to laugh and then the head starts bouncing so then they laugh and then their head starts but you never did that no put your head on my stomach and due to the elevation the air is awfully thin i will say if you want to see what would happen to me at laughter yoga watch Mm -hmm. the finale of afterlife ricky gervais where that woman who's so lonely goes in and they're all starting to laugh and she just bursts into tears and says i'm so lonely and the guy throws her out (laughs) you're kind of bringing the vibe down that would be my experience with that. But speaking to that endorphins thing, here's how social media can be used in a positive way. And you and I had this exchange yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was telling you about all of the goofy groups that I belong to. And there is this one specific page. It's just monkeys eating stuff. (laughs) I get such a kick. There's nothing funnier than seeing a monkey in an outfit eating watermelon because (laughs) it just looks so much like a human being eating a watermelon, but it's a monkey. They hold it the same way. They eat it. It's just so freaking cute and i was showing you some other animal videos and i get a boost off of things like that from time to time that's a way in which social media can be used in a Mm -hmm. good way and i belong to fan pages of things that bring a smile to my face i belong to a lot of groups i've mentioned this in the past they have these rare photos of eddie van halen and nostalgia oh how powerful is that and oh how much does that bring you back to your youth when you're looking at oh my god that's from the 1984 tour i remember Mm -hmm. that i 
it's such a great time. It takes you out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I'm like, wow, I can actually see this photo. I don't need to put the readers on. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really great bringing up great memories like that. And like you said, just having those laughs, I think that is probably one of the best things about social media. <laughs> one of the only best. Well, you know, watch an old movie that you used to love. Watch The Karate mm-hmm. Kid and bring yourself back in right. that way. And also entertainment, it does serve as an escape from your everyday problems Mm -hmm. and issues. Exactly. Having that escape, that distraction. We've talked about this before, having a lot of awe. Doing something nice for someone. That also makes you feel good. It boosts your endorphins and makes you feel more connected. Just going out of your way to do a little something. It can really amazingly make you feel a lot better. Meditating, exercise, of course, for the endorphins. But it's really about staying active and being connected with the here and now. Instead of living five miles out or, like I say to my clients, With depression, you're five miles back and you're stuck in things from the past. Anxiety, you're way far out and you're worried about things that may never happen. Trying to connect with the now and what's possible here and now, that can help you a lot. I do feel like I have to represent this portion of society. Mm -hmm. Exercise and endorphins, it's never happened for me. Oh my God, I'm just miserable the entire time. Mm -hmm. Every single second, I'm like, when is this going to be over? The endorphins come when it's done and I'm having a sandwich and a beer. (laughs) (laughs) So if that's the path to get to there, I suppose I can tread down that roadway. But when you hike and take walks, that's exercise and that seems to make you feel good. Yeah, it's not strenuous exercise. Mm -hmm. It's not me on a treadmill (laughs) looking at a clock. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're so slow, (laughs) Mullern. That's why she wears the Fitbit and I don't. (laughs) You're like, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know how many steps. I don't want to know. But yeah, taking good care of yourself, that self-care is very important as well. What are you eating? How are you sleeping? All of these things. Oh, sleep. Yeah, we tend to ignore, but they're basics. They're so important. They're the foundation. And I know like this whole week, I have not been getting good rest. I'm in my head a lot about different work transitions and stuff. And I've noticed this week, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I can get like a full night's sleep. And I know it makes me feel differently. I can have more patience with things and I just feel calmer when I get more rest. So I can tell that it's coming on. Hopefully this weekend I can catch up. I know you're going to be catching up all this week because you've got vacation, so you're going to be sleeping. Next week's podcast, (laughs) Ben DeCastro's problem as far as I'm concerned. But rest is so, so important, getting good sleep. that is a good point. And you and I have also talked about this because it's something that I do immediately before I sleep every night. We talk about reading and Mm -hmm. it really speaks to a bunch of different things. As you get older, hopefully you get wiser. Mm. By reading, you are educating yourself in some way. You are providing that escapism that entertainment provides. If you're reading about something that takes you back to a certain place, I read a lot of autobiographies and biographies about Mm -hmm. people that I respect and have respected since I was a very young man. Those are all good places to go. And it distracts you from anything else, including maybe the fact that you're a 52-year-old man reading this book. You're not really thinking about that in that moment. You're thinking about this person talking about when he or she was younger. and Maybe they have an experience that reminds you of something from Mm -hmm. when you were younger and as I said too the educational component is also very valuable. It helps to inspire you. And Mm -hmm. when we get inspired, then 
we're in spirit. It helps us to connect to the things that are bigger than us, the things that are important to us. And so taking the time to really look for things that can inspire you, it helps you to see more possibilities. Again, we have to watch the narrative that we're telling ourselves over and over again, because I tell my clients, thoughts are not facts. They're just thoughts. Feelings are not facts. They're just feelings. Yes, they help us navigate. We can tell what direction we're going in or need to go in, but they can also imprison us too. If we take them too seriously in my office before I had a big sign up that said, don't believe everything you think, (laughs) because just because you think it doesn't make it true. So I really think the biggest takeaway for me in staying young and having a youthful mindset is to question things and get curious, get curious about yourself, about the world around you and have some of that play. So it helps you to stay more flexible and open up to possibilities. At times I try to think, hey, I don't have a 38 inch waist. And then I try to apply it to everyday life. Then I have a huge (laughs) hole in my ass. (laughs) But one thing I want to talk to people about in terms of endorphins, they come from different places for different people. And Mm -hmm. for me, one big area where that comes from is creativity, being Mm -hmm. creative. Nothing hits me like that does in terms of boosting my mood, getting the adrenaline going. And speaking to that creativity and valuing being a little bit on in years, go back if you're a creative person and look at something that you did 15 Mm. years ago. I say that to the stepson who is artistic and he'll look at something that he drew when maybe he was 12 and he's like, he just doesn't even want to look at it at this point because he thinks it's so horrible. But I feel the same way too about writing. If Mm. I see a script that I wrote maybe 20 years ago and I think to myself, oh my God, how was I even allowed to do that back then? And it makes you feel better about where you are now. And it also also helps you to appreciate that journey. Yeah, it is. It's a journey. It's a process. A lot of times we're rushing to get to somewhere, but it's like, where are we going? We're learning. It's throughout the whole journey. And when you can look back and see your progress, it really makes you feel good. And like you said, sometimes it's a little cringy (laughs) when you see some of the stuff that you've done, but you needed to do that. That was a foundation that you built so that you could get to where you are now. And sometimes we just need to do things because it's part of who we are. And that's why I encourage you, even if you feel frustrated about a certain project not getting picked up in a certain way or being regarded in a certain way, you must be creative. You must. That is just who you are, Brian. You have to do it. So regardless of where it goes, my belief is that you must do that. It will go somewhere, maybe not on your time frame, but it will go somewhere and it'll reach who it needs to reach. But you have to keep doing that. That's part of who you are. I mean, it's my lifeblood. It is the thing that keeps me going. And every once in a while, I will say this too. Not everything that you look back on is cringeworthy. And sometimes it's great to get distance from something Mm -hmm. because you'll surprise yourself. Sometimes I'll see a joke that I wrote and laugh out loud at it because I forgot it. And then it makes you feel better about where you were in that place. And it makes you feel younger in that moment. Yeah, it's awesome. Sometimes I've read things that I've done in a blog from like 15 years ago or something. And I'm like, wow, that was pretty good. I think I'm going to like change it up a little bit. I'll give myself credit and say, hey, from a previous blog. (laughs) Sometimes you can surprise yourself in that way too. 
like you said, it's not all cringeworthy. How about working <laughs> around something like this? This is another bane of my existence when it comes to social media. Hey, here's a Facebook memory. Look how young and skinny you were then. Hey, look at that dead pet or that dead relative. Sometimes oh, going the, back yeah. in time can be mm-hmm. difficult. And in some ways, I almost resent <laughs> that social media does that to you. Right. I don't want to remember that. You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. if I see you have a Facebook memory, I won't even look at it because I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be and I don't know how this is going to trigger me. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way that you can take that off so that it doesn't pop up to you. Your That's Facebook a young members. person's game, Courtney. Yeah, I'll have to ask my nine-year-old nephew to figure that out See, for me. I'm curious about it. I'm asking the question, but I'm going to have to find a millennial or a Gen Z. Oh, to help suddenly you're not Yoda Mulhern, huh? Not when it comes to Zuckerberg. When it, exactly. When it comes to that stuff, I need some help. I will admit it. Well, Courtney, I think this was a very valuable trip down memory lane and a very valuable way for people to try to figure ways out to Mm -hmm. work around some things that do make you feel bad. Even if the reality is you're not so young, Mm -hmm. how can, again, you either trick yourself into thinking (laughs) that maybe you are or at least recall it fondly. Exactly. Acting as if just challenging some of the stuff that you're telling yourself and make sure that you're feeding yourself something. Oh, I'm feeding myself. (laughs) Just like with food and we want it to be nutritious and something that helps us get good energy. We also have to watch what we're telling ourselves. And automatic thinking is automatic. Don't beat yourself up if you have these negative thoughts and stuff like that. But what we do with it, if we go down that train or if we stop and question it, then we can also create new thoughts. So some of the automatic stuff comes up and you can just kind of turn down the volume. You can notice it and say, okay, but you can always create new thoughts. And that's, I think, what keeps us youthful is to keep being open to new possibilities and be flexible in that way. You want to feel young? Get on technology. Email Courtney. (laughs) Courtney, how can they get in touch with you? Come see me. Wellness at WCTK.com. We also have resources and ways to connect with therapy if you like. Wellness 411 page, catcountry.com. Don't forget about those socials at Cat Country Mornings on most of those platforms. Individual pages as well. Courtney with a C, Kelly E-Y, Bedard sometimes. I, Brian with an I, Mulhern H-E-R-N. And of course, spread the word, spread the love about the podcast record-breaking month in June by quite a bit. I believe by about 10%, we've grown the audience from our best month ever. So that's some good stuff right there. And we want to keep that train rolling. You know what, Courtney? It makes us feel young. Tell everybody (laughs) about us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Have them look at the photos of us and then email us and tell us how young we look. Because... (laughs) We could also use those endorphins as well. Yes, we need that for our egos. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I'm getting a two-week break from this crap. (laughs) Hopefully, Ben DeCastro will do a little bit more research on episode 109 than I did for episode 108, and I can almost assure you that he will. Courtney, it's always great coping on the couch with you as we spoon together. Not literally. (laughs) And also with you. Hey, it's a three-way, people. Again, put your keys in the bowl. Oh, gosh. There go the numbers right back down. Yeah, there they go. All right, Courtney, we'll see you for episode 108. I'll see you for episode 109. And as we record this, have a happy 4th of Thank July, you. everybody. Don't blow several fingers off with a cherry bomb. <laughs> 
All right, it's us a few minutes later. I realized that I got the numbers wrong and my OCD won't allow for that to happen. Nope, not happening. <laughs> Courtney, we'll see you for episode 109. I'll see you for episode 110 because without me having said that, it would ruin my entire oh vacation. Oh my gosh, okay. you feel better now, Brian? No, now we're done. <laughs> later. See ya. Yeah.